3: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, February 25th, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm always glad to be here. I always enjoy hearing your financial investment questions, talking to you, and of course, you know, giving me, giving you, you know, straight, honest answers as as best I can. And of course, my answers are going to always be unbiased. I, we never have a bias one way or another. I just, just give you my opinion and the facts that I see. It's that simple. So you drive the show. It's your agenda. You 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 make it. So with your calls and your questions, we go wherever you want to go, as long as it's financial, I'm on board. Okay? So but now, it should be obvious that at some point in your life, some point, you realize that you are responsible for your financial well-being. When you're young and you're not really thinking about things, you just spend what you earn, but... You know, as you get older and older and older, it becomes more and more important that you have some security in your life. I am going to suggest that the earlier you start, the better off you'll be. But you are in charge of your own finances. Even if you hire somebody like me, you're still in charge, not me. You guys, you decide what you want to do, and you just got to be very sure who you're trusting your financial well-being to. Now, with that said, Justin and I, I've always told you that the market is volatile, that it is the best place to be, and for long term, it is the best way to ensure your financial f- future. It really is. It's unpredictable and volatile and you know, chaotic sometimes. Look what happened today. Look at the big move up today. Was there a good reason for it? Now, we, of course, we said there, I even said yesterday, I think, that there will be a relief rally. Now, I'm not sure this is the only relief rally we're going to get or even if they we're done with our correction i I, frankly i'm doubting that at this point but because remember i'm not so worried about this russia thing that to me is you know a temporary situation it's more to do with inflation and the fed that that's where you know the market really is focused yeah there could be this thing with russia and that could be a problem and yeah i see it i get it but that's not the, the market's long-term perspective. Is uh, what are the Fed's going to do with interest rates, and how are they going to succeed in trying to overcome inflation? It's going to be a very difficult thing to do, and the market knows that. It knows that, so that's why I say I'm not quite sure if the correction's over with because th- that hasn't changed. None of that has changed. So that's that's the opinion that I have. So. Give me a call. I want to talk to you. I want to answer any of your questions. I do enjoy answering questions and talking to you about the various parts of the market. So let's go ahead and get started. Our podcast will operate. We always operate under the same uh, mission statement, and that is independent thinking, shared success. You know that. That means that I and my team at uh, KPP Financial, we buy and sell the same things for ourselves. We do our clients we're on the same side of the table as you, we always want to be, always have been and we're always going to be. So, call me right now during this live stream 4 to 5 Pacific time or you can leave a question anytime after hours and voice at the voice at the invest talk voice bank. Either way, the number never changes 888-99-chart. So, let's get right to the first listener line question. Now, let's go right to a live call. Let's go to Robert in Pleasanton.
2: Hi hey there, it. Steve. Hi. Hi. Hey, happy Friday to you. Thank you. So, I noticed that Foot Locker stock took a big hit today. And um, just wondering your thoughts on this. I mean, it, the numbers all look pretty good. I I, I think that. Uh, Do
3: you know what caused it?
2: The market. Yeah, I think that they, their guidance maybe was indicating that things might uh, slow a little bit.
3: Okay. Yeah, that would that would do because something
2: like that. I think their earnings actually came in okay, but uh, obviously there's some concern going forward, but that stock really got slammed.
3: Yeah, it's a cheap stock, too. It's underpriced. Foot Locker, Inc., everybody. Simple as FL. Operates almost 3,000 mall-based athletic footwear Footwear apparel stores stores in the U.S. Canada Florida, Europe Australia and New Zealand uh, they're going to make six dollars and forty one cents next year this year they're going to make seven dollars and seventy seven cents so they're predicting a fall in earnings next year a little bit rebound in the year after six sixty five but it's at a twenty nine dollar stock that's only five times that's only a five P E and their low range is four to twenty one. So if it's not if it's not a disastrous report or it's not a pro, uh, you know uh, 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 something that's going to be the future trend and I'd have to read exactly what it was says this this would be more of an opportunity developing to me to buy the stock but I would you definitely got to wait till the stops falling and you want to see some sideways movement for a week or two before you jump in it do you want to buy it or do you own it yeah, I'm just looking to buy. it. Like I
2: said, I just noticed okay. today the big drop, and then it looks it
3: looks like they pay a nice dividend. Yeah, they do four point one percent, and that, and the financials look strong. I mean, you know, it's 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 a strong company. It's not like they're in trouble anyway. So I'm not sure why it took such a deep hit, but you want to make sure it settles down before you take put your toe in the water here. Okay. All right. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate the call. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question, how should investors manage risks like, a Euro- uh, like the Ukraine war? Now, you can't avoid risks, right? We know you're going to have risks. When you're in the stock market, there are risks. But there are certain things you can't even you can't really uh, plan against. They're called black swan events. And I don't know if I would call this a black swan event because you had plenty of warning that something was going to happen. Right, I mean weeks. Weeks of warning that Russia was building troops, and everybody said there's going to be. And so I just don't think. I, I don't know. I don't think it fits the definition of a black swan event. But how would you plan? You know, how do you handle this stuff when it happens? Okay, there'll be no quick trivia question today. Usually, I have a trivia question because Friday, I always go through parts of the KPP Premium Newsletter. So this will come up next at the halfway point of the program, okay? So eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart is our number, 888-992-4278. We had some inflation numbers out today. I want to talk about that. Um, I want to talk about uh, states punishing banks for restricting business with oil companies or oil producers. I, I think this is an interesting uh, interesting tidbit that we need to talk about, okay? The market was up. That was up big, 835 points. The NASDAQ, 221 points, and the SP, 112. So that was a pretty big reversal rally from a week. week. But it was up a little bit yesterday, too. I, I just know it wasn't, I don't know if it was up or down, but I think it was up a little bit yesterday as well after being almost. Two weeks of being down. So I it looks like a relief rally there to me today was a relief rally. And whether it has legs, we will know that on Monday. It's pretty unusual to have a relief rally on a Friday. Because especially when there's turmoil that we have in Russia, I think it says something about this Russian Ukraine thing that the market kinda rallied today. Because over the weekend anything can happen there, right? Now, of course yeah you know, there was talk of their putin wants to have open up discussions with the president of ukraine and I, I i don't i don't believe anything coming out of putin's mouth anybody who does hasn't been paying attention to what he does over time as he he, he if the, the the truth has trouble finding anywhere any any anywhere in his language the truth has trouble be in there it's just not something that you can rely on with him you can't he lies all the time so I'm surprised the market rallied Does and I are grateful for the podcast support everybody we're at 40 million and we do really appreciate that uh, You can. there are other ways to listen to us too um, we have other outlets of different information you can go to invest talk uh, uh, the YouTube channel that we have and an Instagram channel or Instagram following. Uh, so we're building out more content in both those platforms. So go to the YouTube or Instagram and you know search Invest Talk. Remember, you gotta use two T's. And we would appreciate you to tell your friends about us. And now the phone lines are open, 888 99 chart. You've got a portfolio
0: to grow and protect so, get your finance and investment questions together and call Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. They're ready with their unbiased answers. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart.
3: 888 992 4278. Let's go talk to Carl on Oceanside. Hi, Carl. Oh, hello. On market watch, they mentioned OST. Okay,
1: and I looked at the chart, it came down, and it seems to go, it seems to make it turn around to go a little bit higher. I'm wondering, is it still overpriced?
3: Okay, let's take a look. This is uh, overstock.com he's talking about. And it looks like they're trying to find a bottom about 30, uh, $38 a share, and today it's $53. So it hit 38 a month or so ago, then hit 38 again like four days ago, and bounced to 53 So it could be approaching the bottom. Let's take a look. You want to know if it's overpriced. Offers a variety of closeout, discount brand names, and non-brand name consumer items via overstock.com. Okay, uh, they're going to make $2.37 this year after making 3.57 last year. Next year 281 and it's a $53 stock. So still uh, almost a 20 PE, 18 19 PE and that's you know it's low as it's, uh, the lowest ever been is 10. The highest it's been is 612. So um, it probably still is a little overpriced. Uh, The return on equity is very good at 31%. Cash flow is very strong. They don't pay a dividend. Uh, Mutual funds are stable. They're not buying or selling in the last year. They're almost the same amount owns the stock as they did a year ago. And, you know, 56% of the stock is owned by the mutual funds. So over half. Um, I still think it's overpriced in answer to your question, Carl. Uh, I don't think it's nearly as overpriced as it was when it was a hundred, but it's still overpriced. But it also could be the this might be the best price you're going to get for a while. So you got you know I, I I wouldn't buy for myself. I just don't. I'm not comfortable with this particular stock. Thank you for the call, Carl. Bill Bill in Los Angeles. Hi, Bill.
0: Hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Love the show. Yeah. Um, I had a question about RMDs. Uh, uh-huh. I have an inherited IRA, and I was just wondering, is there a, a best time to take that, and uh, what kind of things should I take into consideration when uh, kind of timing that?
3: Okay. He's talking about a required minimum distribution, and you inherited a, an IRA. That's right. Yep. Okay. So the required minimum distribution doesn't apply to you on the inherited IRA unless you're over seventy, are you?
0: No, no, I'm not over seventy. But I, um, my uh, father passed away, and I guess the way the it was set up is mm-hmm. I have to take it. It's based on his wife, so she is over seventy. So I have to, I sort of have to follow the rules. Based on his wife, at least that's what I was told.
3: I don't know if that's true. Getting that area, uh, getting into an area that I'm not an expert in. But as an inherited IRA, there is rules that you have to take that money over like a, a period of time, like five years, once you inherit it, even if you're not old. So I'm not sure that it has anything to do with the age of your dad or your mom or you know if it's your 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 dad's. Wife, you need to talk to a CPA about that because there's rules that you really want to be sure about. Okay, so please do that. I'm, I'm just not an expert in that area. Okay, we have good news for our stock and best stock listeners. You can enjoy us unbiasedly. Give us a call 888 99 chart.
0: Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are ready to answer your finance and investment questions. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888 99
3: 24278 Love to talk to you. Um, I just got reprimanded by saying $40 million when it's that $39 million down low, people. So, it's at $39 million. I thought I could average up, but apparently I'm not supposed to. So, <laughs> We would really love your help in getting up to $40 million. So please tell your friends and family members about our podcast downloads. We'd appreciate it. Um, my focus point today based on the story behind how should investors manage risk when you have something like the Ukraine war happen. Now, if something like this happens, there's ways that you can react to it. Some people try to guess what the result will be and and, and Position their portfolio for the outcome. I don't like that way. Some people, once it happens, try, try to protect their portfolio by doing, you know, cutting back, going defensive, whatever. I don't like that method either. <laughs> Some people decide they just need to hold tight. I kind of like that method. That's the type of method I like because. You're, you're going to react to something. You're going to make a mistake. You don't know how it's going to turn out. So you can not You can guess, but that's a guess. But if you bought good, solid companies, no matter what happens, you know that they will come back. How long they'll come back might take time. I don't know. But you should have been buying solid companies anyways. And And then trying to protect afterwards, you've already, you know, this has already happened. Too late. Forget about that. Even if it keeps going down, forget about it. You're too late. What you'll do is you'll go to protection mode just at the time that the market turns around. Look what happened today. Now, the other way to look at it, which I'm okay with, is take a look at the valuations of your holdings after this fall and decide, okay, am I fine? Are the valuations still good? Has this event, whatever event this is, and this happens to be the Russian thing, does this change the fundamentals of my 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 uh, companies that I own? And maybe it does if you own some Russian companies, right, or Ukrainian companies. Maybe it does, and maybe you should look at it. So I'm I'm quasi okay with that part, but I think just holding tight is the best technique. You know, we've been talking about Justin. I've been talking about for months the types of stocks you should be owning. And it always were value stocks, uh, commodity type stocks. You know, have some gold positions. And those have done well. I mean, not great, but much better than the overall market. So, you know, you should already be there, you know, in a situation where you can just ride through whatever, whatever we're facing. Okay? That's what I think. And I'm pretty sure. Well, that's what I'm doing, too. Now, um, fr- Friday, as you know, this, I, I, you to get run a, uh, a quick list of the basic benchmark numbers that we have. The two year treasury yield is at 1.598 percent and it was 1.4 last week. And nine weeks ago, it was at 0.64. So the two year treasury is still moving up. The 10 year treasury, 1.93. Last week, it was 1.91. Five weeks ago is one point seven two. So what you're seeing is the two-year moving up, and the ten-year moving up a little bit, but being a little bit more steady. Therefore, the yield spread is squeezing. That's that's something we have to pay attention to. Really do. Gold, gold, uh, uh, eighteen eighty-five per ounce last week was eighteen ninety-six. Three weeks ago it was 1806. Silver, 2394. Last week it was 23.97, three cents down. Oil, ninety dollars and ninety-four cents. It broke hundred for a very short period of time this week. Last week it was 91.60, but you know, 11 weeks ago, $66 a barrel. So oil is pretty high. The NASA average for a gallon of gasoline, $357. It was $3.52 last week. California, 479. It was 472 last week. Going up. So, going to Ohio, it's only 333. Okay, let's slip slip in another InvestDoc voice bank question, if we can. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, I'm looking at taking a
1: small position in Blackberry, symbol BB, purely as a mid to long term speculative play. I've been watching it fall for a while. I'm not sure what a decent entry point might be, if any.
3: What's your opinion? Thanks a lot. Okay. B B is Blackberry Limited. Remember the BlackBerry phone? Okay, they've hit hard times since that you know, two decades ago, decade and a half. Canadian Company operates as a security softwares and services company these days in securing the enterprise of things. So they've changed their whole business model. They're selling for six dollars seventy-two cents. They're losing money this year. They'll lose money next year. I would not buy this with monopoly money. I would not buy it. Do not. I, I, I stay away from it. Their sales are going down. They're not going to make profits anymore this year or next. Yeah. You know, why? Why do you want to own this company? There's no, no. There's no reason to own the company. I think it's overpriced at six dollars and seventy-two cents. Well, the Friday show is moving pretty fast. I will share the highlights from the KPP Premium newsletter in a few minutes. 888 99 Chart is our number.
0: Just wondering what your thoughts are on all the Robinhood trading and the, the Red Hat boards. Got a question
4: for Steve or Justin? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk.
2: Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Your objective is to work
0: hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now Ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART.
1: Yeah, I'm looking to add a water company to my portfolio. York Water is symbol Y-O-R-W. I'm also looking at Essential Utilities, symbol W-T-R-U. Both seem to have uh, PEs in the 30s. And obviously, a high debt load being a utility with large capital expenditures. But I was
2: wondering
1: if you'd recommend either of those two. This is Mike from Indiana. Thank you.
3: Okay, this is York Water Company. We'll look at that one. Y O R W. Y O R W. Uh, they're out of York, Pennsylvania. Engaged in the purification and distribution of water. Uh, to 72,681 customers in York and Adams counties in Pennsylvania, it's a very small company, 574 million market cap. They make money and have made money for years, so they're going to make a dollar twenty-eight this year. Well, actually, that would be last year, dollar twenty-eight. They haven't got those numbers yet; it's still an estimate. And a dollar thirty-three next year, but it's a forty-three dollar stock. It's way, way, way too expensive. The only way you would really want to own it is because it's very attractive as a dividend payer, but it only pays 1.8%. It's too small of a utility for me. I mean, I like the purification water business, but it's way too expensive, way, way, way too expensive. Okay? Turned equity is 12%. They have some debt. Their, sell, their growth is in the low single-digit sales growth for two years, in a, every quarter for two years, so it's just not attractive. I would not. I would not buy this stock. Y O R W. The KPP premiums, Premium Newsletter was finished today, as I do it every Friday, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. Uh, in the market conditions sections, I explained that the gorilla in the room affecting stock prices this week was, of course, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Though the market jumped around as investors absorbed the news, the fall in prices was milder than I expected. With regard to affecting stocks, I doubt this issue will last very long. More important to investors is the direction of interest rates and surging inflation. All the indexes have fallen 10% or more, and the NASDAQ is off by 20%. We are clearly in a correction territory. It has taken almost two months to achieve this drop and may not be done, but it certainly looks like a buying opportunity is developing. No one can really know where the bottom of the market will be during a correction or a bear market. But once we get to about 10% or more, it's time to consider buying, not selling. We see no recession in 2022, even with an environment of rising interest rates, as long as the Fed takes it very slow in its tightening. Stock prices should moderate, and a relief rally will occur. Now, remember, I'm writing this early morning. (laughs) This morning, I didn't think it happened today. (laughs) But but that's what I was writing. Um, Stay with the defensive stance we have been uh, recommending for some time. Value stocks, even after the recent rally, are a place to focus. The correction should be used to move into those kinds of stocks. So that was the first section under the Portfolio Management section, with market volatility whipping investors' emotions every which way is important to refocus on the fundamentals of the company, the companies you own, okay? The fundamentals will ultimately, ultimately play out in the price of the stocks you possess, which is why you always concentrate on companies with strong businesses and reasonable valuations. And so... The simple analyst will, you know, you, can, if you don't have to, like, make it rocket science, people. You don't. So you need to look, you can even look at it this way. When beginning your research, understand how the company makes money and what factors can affect its ability to make money. What are the factors? Okay, is is this a leading company in its industry? Is it a, did it invent something that no one else has? Does it have just a really good business model? Does it it have a great brand and that's what will drive future sales? These are just basic things you need to know about the company. Okay, so you don't have to be, you can start there as far as analyzing the companies you want to own. It really is that simple. And, this, and, of course, in the, in the, I give details in the uh, newsletter, so you can read, you know, if you get it, you can read the details. In um, the stock ideas section, a leading manufacturer, medium and heavy-duty trucks was one of the stock ideas. Earnings per share 2022 are expected to increase 31% to $6.95 per share. With those expectations, the stock is trading at 13.2 P, forward PE ratio. Not too bad when the five-year range is 8 to 26. Also, a company that is integrated producer of copper and other minerals. It operates uh, mining, smelting, and refining facilities in Peru and Mexico. Top-line growth last year exploded as demand for copper expanded when the pandemic started. The stock is currently tracking at a good value relative to its historical averages while also paying a dividend yielding 6%. Pretty pretty nice stocks, huh? At least to put on your watch list, I think. So, finally, consumer watch section. Fraud and social media set a record in 2021. Over 770 million in losses from across various social media platforms was reported by an excess of 95,000 people. That's a lot. Okay, uh, 25% of all fraud. Is in social media was reported last year. All fraud. Twenty five percent is social media. Okay, so be careful of your social media platforms. It's a very low cost way for the fraudsters to reach millions of people. Okay, so there's always good value in the in value, inf- valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter. I think there is, because I put it in there. Uh, it's valuable information. It helps me also by the way. I like doing it because I get the focus on the week and what happened this week and kind of helps me understand what's going on for the future. I think you can use it in the same way. So you can go to investtalk.com and subscribe if you're interested. You get it every Saturday. comes out once a week. Okay? 888-99-CHART. Okay, the PCE number came out for January. PCE, this is the inflation number that the Fed likes best. It likes it better than the PPI and the CPI, producer price index, and consumer price index. The PCE number is what they focus on. And it, what do you think it was today? It was up, <laughs> up six-tenths of 1%. That means the PCE inflation rate is 6.1%. That's less than the CPI number, which is 7.1, 3, 7, over 7%. Okay, so also real income. Real income shrank five-tenths of percent. That means the top-line income rose. They're starting to report real income and real spending Instead of just the top number, uh, what, what spending and income was? Because if, when it, real means they've taken in consideration inflation, they're reducing the number by the inflation rate. So uh, real spending was one point five percent, but their normal way to report it would have added that six tenths of one percent PCE number. It would have been two point one percent real spending. So, be careful what you read. These numbers you got to understand how they're reporting things. And this is a change. I mean, I've seen this done before, and it kind of it's confusing. They shouldn't really do it, or at least they ex- should explain it better when they report it. So those were some numbers out. Here comes another Invest voice bank question from 99 chart. Hi, Stephen Justin. I have a question about four
1: hundred one k rollover. I have about $25,000 saved up in my employer's Roth 401k plan, but plan on leaving the company soon. I have two ideas. One is to obviously roll it over into a new employer's 401k plan when I find my new job, or roll it over into a Roth IRA and uh, manage it on my own. I'm leaning towards the Roth IRA because I will have more investment options, and I'm 26 and tend to be a passive investor. Which do you think is a better choice? I have some basic knowledge and I find ETF investing suits me, uh, suits me best. Also, if I have 25000 in my Roth 401k plan and I want to switch it over into a Roth IRA or transfer it over into a Roth IRA and it has a $6,000 contribution limit per year, can I only move $6,000 from the $25,000 per year or can I do it in a lump sum? I love the show and look forward to the answer. Thank you very much.
3: Okay, I like rolling it into the Roth IRA better, and you can roll the whole thing at one time. Because it's not like you're contributing new money. You're not. It's old money. It's already in a Roth. It's just a Roth 401k. Also, when you go to a new employer, not all employers have available Roth 401ks. Many of them, most of them don't. So, you know, I think your much better option is to roll it over into a Roth IRA and do it at a discount brokerage firm so you don't have to pay, you know, commissions when you buy stuff. And if you're a buying holder, that's great. I think that works up. I think that works best for most people. Okay. So, uh, if you want to contribute more money into your Roth IRA, IRA, you are subject to that limit. But when you first roll over from one Roth to another, even if it's a 401k and a regular, you just can roll the whole thing over. Okay? Good questions, though. Good question. I bet you a lot of people don't know those answers. So I appreciate you asking that question. Okay? Um, it's February. We're really late in February. It's February 25th. So, what is it, one trading day left, and that's Monday? So I think it's worth a minute or two to talk about the KPP Financial and what Justin and I can do to help people, help you, and to let you know how we operate. Now, you know we operate on what we call we, we we participate in what we call parallel investing, meaning we buy the same things for our clients as we do for ourselves, same price, same percentages in all the five programs that we have. And these we have five programs going from very non-risky to pretty darn risky. Of what you want and what risk tolerance you're comfortable with, and we'll explain them all. Now, you don't have to become a client for us to take a look at your portfolio. We can, we will look at it for free and tell you what we think about it, and we're not going to badmouth your portfolio. We're not going to say, oh, it's a terrible portfolio, unless it really is, just because we want you as a client. We will give you our honest opinion as to, well, it's a pretty risky portfolio and you don't want to take risks or – you should be taking more risk, and your portfolio is very non-risky. Or you you have way too much of one thing, or what, we'll tell you that. Or I just told somebody today, I think your portfolio is pretty well balanced. I think you just leave it alone. You know, I've done that. I did that today for somebody. So don't think it, you know, we're not there just to criticize your portfolio, but we will critique it to help you. We will. We'll do it for free. We don't care. It's okay. You can take advantage of our free analysis of your portfolio if you want to. Just go to InvestTalk.com, send me an email, and we'll take a look. Okay? This is InvestTalk. Justin and I thank you for downloading our podcast and telling your friends about us. We will play another caller question here. What happened to my computer? Just went out. We'll play another caller question, though, in about 30 seconds. So hang on, everybody.
2: Uh, I had a quick question for you on the uranium, I've heard you talking about it, I completely agree with the uh, potential for nuclear energy being seen as a as a green energy, you know, that uranium's got some upside. So I purchased UROY back when it was its other ticker symbol previously and uh, was about 225. I have about 2,900 shares of it. At one point it was up 125%, now it's only up about 23%, but wondered if it was a strong hold for for long-term and continue to buy when it has some volatile days, with such a low price, or if you feel some of the other uranium stocks like URNM are a better
3: purchase for me. I appreciate it, and I'll listen online. Thanks. Well, the U R O Y Uranium Royalty Corporation is a Canadian-based company, managed portfolio of uranium royalty and focus on uranium prices and other uranium interests. It's very new. It doesn't make money. It's very tiny. I I, I would I would I would I wouldn't own it at all. But I I would definitely look around for a, some other. Uh, Choice. You don't have to, you know. If you, you don't want to put all your eggs in one your, one uranium basket, there's some really good other re- uranium stocks out there. And I would, if you're going to have that position, I'd pass around. But don't overweight in any one position. Don't overweight in anything. Okay. But I we do like the play, a clean energy play actually. Um, once people get over the fact that it's uranium and we're talking about a nuclear power plant. <laughs> People have some, un, it's un, I just, I don't understand people's thinking about them when they think it's so dangerous when it's been extremely safe for the last 50, 30, 40 years in the United States. And, you know, that was old technology. New technology is even safer. So, I understand people are very nervous about it. This is InvestTalk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue to get your questions in. 888-99-CHART.
0: You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Beasley. He's here now taking your calls live Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART.
1: Hi, yeah, this is Matty from uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I want to have your opinion on uh, adding small and medium cap to the S&P 500. Since the S&P 500 is only large cap, I'm thinking to add some mid cap and small cap. Is it a good idea or S&P 500 is enough to cover the United States stocks? Thank you so much.
3: Well, it is because it's 500 companies, the 500 largest, as you pointed out. But I do like adding the mid-cap and small-cap value part of the market at this stage. So, yeah, I I have no problem with adding small and mid-cap value stocks because the S&P 500 Is big cap value and growth stocks? It's both. So, and, and, you know, I do think you need to participate in mid, small and mid parts of the market. I think it's healthy to do so. So the answer is yes, I would do that. Okay. Anyways, um, Texas passed a law because, of course, you know, Texas is pro oil, right? Pro drilling. It passed a law against. Uh, uh, companies banks in particular restricting doing business with oil companies now why did they have to do that because various big banks have, have announced that they were going to restrict doing business with oil companies so the texas government decided that that's not a proper thing for banks to be deciding and now it's saying no. If you're going to do business in their state and Texas, you're going to treat everybody equally. You can't just exclude a certain industry. Now, of course, it's Texas and they're big in oil. But what's interesting is other con- other states are thinking about adopting the same rules. So that's there's a pushback. It's everything has been pro-right, pro right, uh, pro uh, environmentally, you know no oil is evil Uh, natural gas is evil those things are evil they produce pollute the uh, environment well that's fine and good until you try to live without oil and natural gas try to live without it go ahead yeah (laughs) not in a modern society we need the energy you know i i know we all want clean energy i get it i understand that that's why i'm i'm pro-uranium and nuclear power plants right, but but um, I I just think that you know we need to be more reasonable in our approach. That's all uh, I, I, I you know, I have no problem with going to all electric cars. I have no problem with that, but they gotta be up to snuff. It looks like they're gonna be that way to me, but I don't think you should penalize other industries. you should let the market decide those things. I'm a pro market guy anyways. This is Friday, everybody. We'll know over the weekend what Russia plans to do with Ukraine, but I really don't think it's going to affect the market. What's more important to the market, I think, is continuing inflation problems. The more inflation grows, the more the Fed's going to turn its focus on inflation to kind of cut it down. How does it do that? Raising interest rates, tightening money supply, which they said they're going to do. But they can tighten it more if they want to. And that... That effort could throw us into recession. I don't see it yet. I'm not predicting a recession yet. If they stick with their what they said they're going to do, three or four quarter point rises, and the first one will be coming in March, trust me, it will. I think that that is okay. Remember, if they did four, it only brings up the Fed fund rate up to 1%. It's not a lot. It's not going to destroy the economy. It's not. Therefore, it's not going to destroy earnings for corporations. I think will be fine. Try to stay relaxed. But if inflation continues to be growing, it is going to be a problem. It will become a problem. I don't think it will. I don't. I think we're seeing the top. But no one really knows. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Out program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free download podcasts. You can get yours anytime you want at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Number three, please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes if you do download it from iTunes. Your positive ratings helps, you know, raises our profile. We, We really want to do raise our profile. But you can rate us any way you want to. You can? Okay. Independent thinking and shared success. this is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive
4: dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities? Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein, Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24 hour listening line at 888 99Chart.